Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ. And I am Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Welcome to Lift and Love Podcast. We are so thankful you're listening with us today. And we... Okay. I don't know if you guys know this, but Allison and I kind of view ourselves as pretty much fun LGBTQ moms. Very, very, <laughs> very fun. fun. At least that's what we tell our children all the time. You have to be those fun moms. And so they're so lucky. We, right. They're so lucky. And so we wanted to find two other fun moms that are just probably, they're probably more fun than us, Allison. And yes, it's and definitely funnier. Yeah, way funnier. So we have such a special treat today because get ready to laugh, get ready, I don't know, maybe cry, but this is going to be a fun listen, I guarantee you. It's going to be so great. We have Haley Smith and Lisa Valentine Clark with us, and I'm going to let these two are dear friends, and I'm going to let them introduce each other because it will be way better than what I would come up with. How does that sound? Introduce Haley Smith first. Good. Okay, go ahead, Lisa. For those who don't know Haley Smith, I'm so sorry for your loss. There is not a better, more loyal, more passionate friend. If you become friends with Haley Smith, which is how she defines herself. Yes, yes, she's a wife and a mother and an actress and a talented writer, of course, producer. But she is first and foremost a loyal friend. If you are lucky enough to make friends with her, you will never shake her off. That is promise and her gift <laughs> to you. Not only is she one of the most that the people I've ever known, but the most talented improviser mm. and just incredible mother and writer, producer, actress, the total quadruple threat. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to let you get to know my favorite, Haley Smith. Oh. You feel like you need a standing ovation after that, Haley? I know. How are you going to top that? Good luck. I'm going to not cry in the introduction. I'm going to leave it for later. Same. <laughs> okay, I teared up a little bit. Um, wow. I, <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to top that, except, oh, well, Lisa Valentine Clark. I mean, everybody loves Lisa and everybody wants to be Lisa's best friend, but sorry about it. <laughs> no, she, she loves everyone. She is, um, an amazing mom, an amazing friend, an amazing, smart, confident, sexy, <laughs> powerful. Can I say sexy? <laughs> yes, you can. Put a lead with it, but go on. She is the star of the Lisa show on KBYU radio. I mean, the show has her name. So, I mean, everyone is obsessed with her. And she 
also is the star of Once I Was a Beehive and Once I Was Engaged and show-offs on BYU TV. And she did a BYU devotional that you can watch. And it's so inspiring. It's so good. It was great. We're so linking good. in the show nights. Yes, it's really yes. good. And Lisa yeah. and I met <clears throat> and bonded over our love of TV yep. and snacks. Oh, two things. And then improv. I want to be in your group. <laughs> That's what I said. I wish we were all sitting like in a living room together. Eating snacks, that. watching TV. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, and I will say about Lisa's kids, like, well, first of all, Lisa's my hero. Like I just, I try to emulate her in every way. And that is, I can't even like, I don't know that's just how it goes, but her kids are so great. And I love her kids. Like I can't, I'll like have times where I'm like, Oh no, miles is my favorite. Oh no. Owen is my favorite. Oh no. He was my favorite. Like I can't choose. I cycle through them. And then I'm like, well, they're all my, the whole family is my favorite. So she has raised some amazing kids. So anyway, that's my friend Lisa. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love the fan club. (laughs) so good so good well we are fans of both of you and I got to know Haley because she reached out after our um, influencer campaign started and said hey we're two LGBTQ moms we'll do a video and I I was one of the most fun videos of all the videos totally totally and at, at the end where you're like no it's not weird we are here for you I was like yeah I am all in with you too I want to be there I want to be that mom too so we, so Jenny and I have been um, talking about our view of our children. We have um, amazing gay children. We wanted to bring in some other women with amazing gay children and talk about like how, how fantastic they are, how they have shaped our families. But because these two are such talented um writers, actresses, comedians, all of the above, we kind of want to put it to you like this. What if we created a show about an LGBTQ family who is LDS? Like once I had a gay son or (laughs) once I had a a trans daughter, Um, how would that, what would that look like? And, and what kind of um, characters. Of course we want to create a hero story, right? Because our children are the heroes of our lives and their lives, hopefully. Yeah. Because Alice and I realized one day we're like, we're like, won't it be amazing? Because we no longer like, you know, it's sometimes when you tell somebody you have a gay child, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And you're like, why? You know, like it, it like stops short. You're like, this is an amazing kid. Right. And so we're like, like to change the paradigm, to have a paradigm shift in our culture of no longer feeling the shame around these amazing children, because there's nothing to be shameful for if you have a LGBTQ child in your family. Right. And we used to kind of have this idea that they would maybe harm the family or be kind of detrimental to the family. And we're finding that that is just so not true. I mean, I have to say, I owe my entire testimony to my love and uh, searching about my child, mm. particularly my gay child, made me really dig in to scripture and to the gospel. So there's all these really great benefits. So how do we like make this into a, I think maybe I was thinking like a, a, a sitcom, but maybe it's a full length 
movie. Like, I think it's deserving of that for sure. It's all of the above. Okay. It's for a dramedy. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Not a tragedy as some might think. Okay. It's not a tragedy. So where do you start? Where do you start on the story? <laughs> okay. So we're just spitballing here, right? Right. Right. Okay. Right. It's like the writer's room. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay. So I want a, I want a single cam dramedy. I want to like, okay. I want a, like, this is us, but it's funny, you know, like a parenthood, a 30 something where you get to see yes. families in different stages, like really like the, the gritty, but also the zingers, you know, the inside jokes into the family, the way that they banter back and forth. I of course always identify as the wacky neighbor or the kooky sidekick. So I would like <laughs> a lot of colorful of like, you know, the judgy neighbor who's like, how does this work? It doesn't make sense. But then at the end, she gets it. And everybody's learned something without like hitting it over on your head. I think there's a lot of comedy there. I also feel like there's a lot of comedy with the siblings. Like, I don't, you know, like siblings are siblings. They don't care about each other's sexuality, right? Like, I talk about that. I just want to talk about you um, you know, not bugging me. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's more, uh, recognizable than I think that we would, uh, maybe set out to make, right. It's just life. Well, yeah. And I think what would be interesting to explore in this dramedy is, um, cause you follow like different characters in the family, like through their plot, you know, their different plots. So what's going to happen with this LGBTQ um, sibling is that what everyone in the family learns is this, they develop and learn this just enormous, um, ability to empathize with others. And so you're going to see that in the siblings in different stories that they like, they'll, you know, one of the kids, you know, helps somebody at school that's being bullied and they have that story. Another kid, you know, includes somebody that has, you know, never had a friend or is suicidal, you know? So like they teach us how to see others around us as Christism. And that so many more stories. I love that. Brilliant. Because that is real, real life, right? Like my girls are some of the best allies out there for having a brother who's gay. You know, and so they they take it personally. They take it more personally than Nick does. You know, they like they were more bothered by recent talk than my son was. So I thought that was interesting. You know, so here's an episode. I'm just gonna pull this one out of the air. The mom wants to be an ally real bad, right? (laughs) She wants to buy maybe hypothetically matching rainbow outfits for the entire family to wear. To I don't know, say a gay pride parade. (laughs) A son has to break it to her gently and kindly, hypothetically. Again, I don't, I just, just came up with this idea right now (laughs) and says, oh, hey, this isn't about you, mom. This is actually about me. And I don't want you to come with me. And then she can kind of have that inner turmoil of like, but aren't we, isn't this how I build a bridge? Like, isn't this what I'm supposed to do? And he's like, this is kind of like my thing. Thank you for supporting me, but like maybe settle down. And then <laughs> if you have an overzealous aunt who's like, should I bake a layered rainbow cake and cut into it to announce on social media? And then maybe that gay nephew says, or not. 
or maybe not, because maybe your heterosexual children and nieces and nephews don't want you talking about their sexuality. So why would your gay son and nephew want you to talk about their sexuality? And when everyone learns boundaries, expectations, Ooh. and how to move forward. Ooh, yeah. this is this is a good episode. Thank I you. Know, yeah, I know we're just spitballing, but wow, I want to watch this. I right. already. I am telling you, this is going somewhere. Get ready for your phones to ring, Lisa and Haley, because it's happening. I got material for days. Here we go. All you have to do to watch that episode is just rewind a little bit in Lisa's (laughs) life story. (laughs) You won't believe what comes next, folks. You won't believe it. I mean, you've got to you've got to do an episode of like well-intentioned church leaders, right? Like, what would happen? That's a, that's really interesting because quite honestly, like my experience and, and my son, we've talked about it a lot. Um, he had such a great experience, you know, talk about like being part of Utah County in the middle of Mormondom. And he had some really great leaders and really great teachers. And he, served in primary and helped a special needs girl for years and sang in the choir. Mm. Everybody in my ward and neighborhood loves him and still asks about him. And so I think that would be really nice to see. This is kind of like how people will do it. You know, when you casually, you're like, oh yeah. You know, like they'll be like, you know, when people ask about him and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I know, or they know, but they don't make it the, um, the point of contact they make, Oh, this kid is the best. Isn't he the best? And I'm like, yeah, he is the best, you know, and not like going on a mission. And when is he doing? Nobody did that. And I realized that that's really, un- I guess it's unusual, but that, because that was my experience. And I think this is how a lot of families feel. If you don't see your experience, you know, anywhere or talked about it, it does make you feel like, Oh, am I the only one? But when you do, it's very um, encouraging. It feels so good. Yeah. Well, you know, we oh, had good. that kind of situation. So my son came out and he was at home from BYU at our ward that weekend. And he's like, mom, a lot of the older ladies in our ward, like gave me hugs. They didn't yeah. say anything, but yeah. they gave me hugs. Like what a great like episode with these women, just like, you know, these older women with the big chest and just hugging this kid. This was actually pre-COVID, just so we're clear. But like, I love that. And just Jake's uncomfortable face of like. Just so much in my neighborhood and in my ward and still today and great feelings. And yeah. I think that no matter what sort of difficult situation your family's walking through and boy, my family has walked through some difficult things in a variety of them. Have. Just knowing that you're like, yeah, man, like life's hard. And uh, what do you need? I'm right here. Like yeah. we're invested in your family is just, you just. That's why I still, I'm still in my house. I love it. I love it. And knowing some of the people in your ward, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's pretty great. There's some good people. Okay, Haley, I know you had an idea. I can just see it. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I love, I just, if we're thinking about characters, I love the idea of like a bishop who's just so like, just so well-intentioned and just like wants to like understand and wants to love and is like just so pure and so just like trying so hard to connect with this child and like talking to other people and being like okay what do I what do I say what do I not say and just like 
you know, just like this really, I don't know, just earnest, like role playing uh, with his wife on how yeah, to really, yes, like, that was a great scene. Yeah. There's so many like, now cute can I say this? Scenarios, yeah, yes. I say this. or even asking his teenage kids, right? Asking his teenage kids, like, what? Is, what can I say and yeah. what I cannot say? Yeah, are you being weird? Exactly, <laughs> but he wants to. Why is yeah. this even an issue? Why are you guys even talking about that? Yeah, because I love that. I love it. I mean, there's just so many, so many great experiences, and as I like to say, you have to master the internal eye roll. Like that is important. It's not an external That's eye roll. The- that's the, um, the struggle of my life is Lisa, don't reveal your fate. Like <laughs> don't show fate. them. Relax. Don't react. I wish Just, you could see this face. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like the Botox face. Like if it would yeah, be yeah. Too, Botox face. Oh Botox my gosh. Nobody can see that. I am freaking out at what you just said. I, I have no poker face at all. So I'm either. the worst. I cannot hide anything. So I just have to like <laughs> turn away. To literally... Turn away, Haley. Turn away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to I want to see the room. Or I have to look away. I can't. I just it's bad. I need to practice that in the mirror. Just like I'm gonna practice that face. So just like what? Interesting thought that you just had there. That's what I like to say to people. Just say, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I hadn't <laughs> thought that. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> That's interesting in I my definitely family. hadn't thought of that. I don't I don't have a response right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Huh. Hmm. Well, I don't know why I you need got a- that. <laughs> okay, let's see. We got it. Th- what is another I want to see a marriage dynamic, the mom and dad how they're Oh now that's an interesting dynamic on the coming out scene. Right? Like how the yeah. parents each handle, because we got some different players here usually. Not moving forward in the same space and time and all of that. Yeah. And I see like a lot of people saying that they handle it the wrong way at first because they're so shocked. And then they were like, oh, no, I wish I had done it differently. I wish I said something differently. I like I just heard so many different stories of where people say the wrong things and they regret it. But then it's like it's, it's okay. Like it gets worked out. But yeah, there's definitely so, so many different ways that scene can go that scene plays out and I think it I think it's becoming more and more like I think people are doing a better job because people have shared their experiences right Mm -hmm. yeah so like I mean honestly like when my son came out it was so like after he came out we had the whole discussion and everything and he went back to school my husband leaned to me and he said that wasn't as dramatic as you wanted it was it (laughs) And I was like, no, there were no tears and crying and expressions of love. It was so like business transactional, like, yeah, I'm gay. Sorry. And I'm like, don't be sorry. We love you. And it was great. And we said the right things. And Chris was like, yeah, we're the best parents to come out to because we're in theater. Like our favorite people are gay. Like this is not something we have to adjust to. Like, yeah, got it. And, and, And that was weird. Because I was like, but like, I was like, but I love you. And Miles was like, yeah, I know. I know. Like, it wasn't like, I love you. And as God is my witness, <laughs> I will stand by you. You know, like I, and I know, like, I just wanted an opportunity to express to him 
that I loved him more today and I'll love him more tomorrow than yesterday. You know, like I, I wanted it to me. I wanted it to be in a, a, like a movie scene and it wasn't, it was, Oh yeah, I know. And I, uh, can I go back to class now? And we were like, yeah, okay. Right. And Chris, tell you-, you hate this because you had it <laughs> mind how it, sh- and I was like, it's not about me. That's the scene that has to go in there because that's hilarious. No one would believe it. That's what I always say. <laughs> By that, that I was like, do you want to talk about it again and cry? <laughs> Can I hug you yeah. and tell you all I the don't things? Want to. No. And we just weird. We were That's laying in bed and Jake came in the room. He's like, we got to talk. And he told us, and we we're talking for a little while. My husband fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. That would be better. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I said to him, I went over, I was like, my blood pressure did not like move. I was so <laughs> calm. And then I look over and I'm like, you're asleep. Oh, <laughs> anyway, why? Why do kids always have the most preva- profound, like topics of conversation to discuss right when you need to go to bed? Right. It's they always know. Right. Yeah, they always know when you're like super exhausted and you got to wake up early and it's yeah. late at night. Hey, so something's been really on my mind. I'm always like, son of a gun. Okay, <laughs> wake up. Oh, Here we go. Here we you go. Can nap later. This is go time. You want your moment? It's happening now. You're either ready or you're not. You're going to miss it. Maybe when they're little, we should train them that all important conversations happen when you're doing dishes because it's boring or folding laundry. Like, give me some entertainment in those minutes. When they know to come at night when our defenses are down, like they're smart teenagers, they're smart kids. Okay. I would love to see a scene where. Like my son brings home the boyfriend to the grandparents and I will just set up like the perfect scene because I heard the story one time and I can't even tell you who it was, but it was so beautifully done. I was like, wouldn't this be a great scene where he brings in the the boyfriend and the grandpa sitting there and he goes, grandpa, this is my friend, Alex. And he's like, oh, Alex, nice to meet you. He goes, well, actually, grandpa, he's a little bit more than a friend. And he goes, oh, well, then I guess I need to hug you. I mean, wouldn't that be beautiful? I like it. So good. I like that. I like it. But did grandma have sort of a different take on it? Because yeah, let's make the grandma take. I don't. I didn't hear the grandma take. So like, let's make. Yeah, let's this is it. it on the Christmas special. Grandma knits and embroiders the boyfriend's name on a stocking. Ooh, she doesn't a have rainbow to stocking. The stocking says it all. That's true. Show don't tell. <laughs> so good. That's true. Less is more. We just less is more. Show don't tell. Are you Love. less is more? I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even take advice, but you know, here we are. That would be a treasure. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So when I was growing up with the gay brother, we would talk about when people would come out, we would say, oh, they got the gay. <laughs> you know how it spreads. Guess who got the gay? <laughs> and People think it's kind of horrifying to laugh about it, but oh my gosh, we joke. Oh, it's so funny. Stereotypes and the dumb things people say. Um, It's a better way to deal with pain. And and we used to joke about my husband's terminal disease. We still do. Um, I just think that it, there are very few things that you shouldn't joke about. Like maybe I have like two things that I'll never joke about. I just want to, yeah, like get, 
like get rid of this. I don't know. Maybe there is there a stereotype out there? I think maybe possibly like families with gay kids are not like are are, are not like happy and fun all oh, the time. Oh, and like <laughs> we're just sad and just like just hoping that someday we'll be rescued from our sadness. And that is just simply not the case. Not true. We're right? having a party all the time and everyone else is missing out. So exactly. I feel bad for them. <laughs> feeling like, especially I think like these kids growing up feeling like, is this safe? Like, who do I talk to about this? Or do I come out, you know, like to, to who and who knows and how, you know, when they're like testing out the boundaries, like that Haley said earlier, that I think helps for a lot of people create more empathy for the underdog and maybe a little bit of better, um, they become better observationalists and people readers. I mean, not, not everyone, but I think that that, that kind of, um, introspection and, and, um, helps, uh, has a lot of wonderful byproducts, which is an increase in empathy. And also your better observations make you better writers and better, um, uh, humorists, I think too. I really do because you, you recognize the absurd. And I think that there's a kind of a maturity that is sort of forced as to, um, that, 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 that just you get by feeling like, am I on the outside? Am I on the inside? Am I safe here or not? You yeah. know, instead of like going life, like, yeah, everybody thinks this is awesome or whatever. So I, I wonder how that changes generationally. Cause certainly, um, when I was growing up, I didn't know very many people who were out. And I mean, since then, obviously I do. And, and my children don't even think twice about the stuff that we would have thought twice about when right. I was there. So it is interesting to see that change to see and see how people act and react to that yeah. in response. We talk about that all the time. Like people are so worried about their younger kids. I'm like, they aren't going to skip a beat. The younger kids are talking about it in elementary school and junior high and high school. They got it down. It's the parents that are like having to make adjustments, you know, and change thinking the kids are good. They're all good. Kids are all right. Yeah. I love what you said, Haley, where like, like, yeah, like the black cloud, you know, if you have a child who is gay and you are LDS, you no longer have, I give you permission to let go of the black cloud. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And about everything, right? Like just let it go. Like it doesn't matter. Like just good advice. We're not perfect. We're not like none of us have ever been and we're never going to be just let it go. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to tell a long story in a short time, but basically the Cliff's notes version is that I didn't go up, grow up in a very safe, home like there was lots of contention there wasn't much peace there was lots of it was just kind of just not a great atmosphere and so I was really determined that when I had a home I was just no matter what like it would be a safe place where everyone felt like they belonged and they you know like it it was just everyone was respectful and just loving and like you're a member of the family first and that doesn't matter. Well, 
turns out that is a great mentality to have. Amen. If you're going to go through some of these things in your life that maybe not everyone else is or has yet. Um, for example, like my husband left the church and is now an atheist. So that was like kind of the first thing. Um, my you know, son is no longer active and he decided it wasn't really for him. And then my daughter comes out as bisexual. And then it's just like, well, I wanted to have a safe place. And that's what I created. And I really felt like it just has never, because I went into, you know, creating this home with that mentality, I just couldn't like really feel the sadness I was supposed to feel about like because I felt so connected to my family and so much love and felt like they felt like they belonged and they were safe and they felt loved and that's all that I ever cared about what a blessing echo that of like Haley's husband is amazing and so kind and they have such a great marriage and all of her children are incredible people. And it really is a testament to them that they, you know, to, to Haley and her husband, that they have created this home and that they've been very intentional about, no, this is our family. This is what matters. And we're going to support each other. And they really do. And they walk the walk and they talk, talk, and it really is like a happy, awesome family. Haley, this is so funny because I was... One of my clients this week was like saying, like, I thought if I did the program, we did the program, we'd get this result and two of her child were out. And she's like, 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 I'm just, just disappointed because I, I I wanted a safe home. I wanted to create this result. And I'm like, well, the result, you're judging your result against the checklist, but isn't really the result that we're going to have celestial relationships with each other, Mm -hmm. that we're treating Uh, each other that way? Like, like this is what it did for me. It took me like having a gay child took me out of like what I thought was success as a family to what really was successful yeah. as a family. So right? the, the doctrine of it, you know, and, and, and if I can speak to, I, I think that it's important for us to be really, and this is the internal work that you do yourself that has nothing to do with your children, right? Like your children I, do this for you, your husband, your friends or anything like this is deeply personal that it's okay personally to say, oh, I didn't know I had this expectation or this dream or this idea and I don't get to have it. I didn't even know I'm embarrassed I even had this, you mm-hmm. know, definition of whatever, or I just really wanted life to be easier or I really wanted this yeah. dream and I'm not going to get it or whatever, it, however it means. And you need to mourn that and, yeah. and not mm-hmm. like overanalyze it and go, oh, I don't get that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or that might look different. And, and, and this is something that I obsess over and I've thought a lot about because uh, I am in active grief all the time now. And when you fight it and, 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 and judge it and shame yourself for feeling whatever you feel, it doesn't help. But that's internal work um, that you don't need to put on your kids or anybody else because they can't do that for you. You know, like, right. are you okay. Or what about this? Or, you know, I see moms just sort of like looking for comfort, um, you know, in their kids and that's not their kid's job. You know, that's ours. I remember my kids asking me when miles came out, did you cry? Like they were curious about how I did. And I said, no, we just had a conversation, but you know, I said later, 
I had some private moments. I wasn't disappointed in him or who he was. It had nothing to do with him. It had to do with me, you know, and me changing my idea of like a little bit of a panic of like, well, now what do I teach? And now what do I do? And da, 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 da. And for a lot of personal like reflection and a lot of prayer, I got my answers and I got my peace, but I yeah. didn't need that on my kids. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's something do in society and that some people here are like, well, now that this is, then what are you going to do about this? And what are they going to do about this? And they are processing it outwardly to you. And that's a very personal thing that you should, is not really good manners to put on somebody else that's in your neighborhood or your ward or even your friend. It's, you got to work that out yourself. And, and so then you can show up for the people in your life and create that home and that love. Right. right. So beautiful, Lisa, because honestly, you can't, nobody can process it with you. The only one who can is Christ mm-hmm. and the spirit, right? And so if you're not doing that internal work, it really does hamper your enjoyment of your child. So I'm, you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, like sliding doors, uh-huh. like the mom going through this like idea in her head. Oh, okay. Let me see this play out. Yeah. So she plays out one story. Yeah. Right. I, I always talk about that. I always say, that sometimes I'll have these moments in church where I let my head go down the other path, like, uh-huh. you know, where a boy stands up to sustain him for the Melchizedek priesthood. And then all of a sudden I'm going down that path with my son doing that and going on a mission and da, da, da. and then, and then I, and then I stop and I tell myself, that's not helpful. Stop. It's not helpful. Don't and go I down don't the road. Go don't down go down that road. Path. And I know, and I've learned enough where I'm like, and I can immediately when it starts, I just go, nope, not helpful. And I just stop the thoughts. And scene. Yep. And <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's it's just so helpful. And I think that has been like a really great tool that I've learned. And I, I see so much fear-based parenting yeah. in our oh, culture yeah. all around me. And it like Lisa said, it really is about the mom and or, or the parents and their what they think makes them look better or, or, or is tied to their own, like, you know, salvation or whatever. And it's not about their, not about their child yeah. and it's hard to watch. And I just want to like share, you know, the gospel of just loving with yes. conditions and well, you know, it's so like, so we've talked to hundreds of moms, hundreds yeah. and the one underlying storyline for them is the first, like a lot of moms, not all, but a lot of moms get these like inklings. Yeah. Like when their kids are small and they're like, yeah. huh, that, okay. Yeah. Pay attention, you know, just like this pay attention thing. So that's the first thing. But then the really, when they, the moms really dig in, the first thing they hear usually is mm-hmm. just love them. Yep. Every like, single time. Like that's it's your only rule. How many moms have said that to us? Like that's the first step to starting down a different path. Like right, <laughs> not the path of like this is what I thought. I want to go down but, that road. A, a gay kid or not? I mean, isn't that the the rule of parenting? When right? when kids feel so loved and they feel so accepted, then there's peace. There's the spirit. There's the opportunity to teach. You know. Life is hard for all of us, no matter what, you know, whether you follow the principles of the gospel or you don't, life is going to be rough. It just it's is. So, it There's is rough. 
easy path, you know, and I think that sometimes we used to p- preach that, like life will be easier with the gospel. And, and I didn't you grow up with that kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. If, like you'll avoid a lot of problems if you follow the principles of the gospel and, and on, on one level, yes, I do think that there's a lot of things that I haven't had to worry about because of certain commandments that I've, that I've chosen to keep and that kind of stuff. Sure. But I, I reframe that in my mind of thinking like there is more truth and peace in living the gospel because I, I you know, it, it's not, I, I'm, I'm never going to use the word easy to, to uh, describe my life anymore. Um, not to be too mysterious and dramatic, but <laughs> kind of what I'm going for. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's an important principle. So when we, I talk about the spirit and God's love and um, we talk, you know, and I talk about my covenants and I talk about um, how I feel about them, I can be very honest and I don't have to hold back about how I feel um, and like what I've experienced week to week, like when we get together, because there's that mutual love and respect for my kids who are in the church and my kids who are out of the church. And likewise, they talk to me about their life. I want them to be open and honest about it and not feel like they have to hide certain things or or hold back a little bit, um, worried that my love is conditional or that, you know what I mean? Because we want to have a real open, loving um, relationship. And I, and I think that, and, and, and it strengthened my testimony, especially of, of the covenants that I keep, because I feel like the, the commandments that I, that I follow, um, the way that I want to live my life, my membership in the church helps me to do that more than it than it would. And, and I'm able to express that to my kids and in a way that, that they know that I'm not judging them, but that we're having a real relationship. Mm -hmm. So, and it's so important. I mean, and that's really important to me because like I said, like, like raising these kids, getting to be their mom is the greatest privilege of my life. It is an honor. It is an honor to be their mom. And, and I, and, and I want them to feel how much it means to me. Yeah. And I, I'll add to that. Like, I'll say like raising my daughter, just like throughout her life, so many things have happened where just like straight out miracles in her life that I've observed. And I've, and you know, this is just throughout her whole life. And I'm just like in the back of my mind going this Heavenly Father has a really big plan for this girl. Like he's going to save the world. Like, and I'm just, I'm just on the front row trying to like keep up and do the best I can. Yeah. And 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 so to like have all that and then have her come out and I, you know, that also prepared me for like, okay, like you are a special person and Heavenly Father knows that and I know that and and so whoever you are, like that's, that's amazing. Like you are an amazing person. Like you're here to do something great. And so I many of these kids are. I do too. Can we call that episode father knows best? <laughs> <laughs> like, like sometimes I'm like, you got this right. Heavenly father, like got, you've got him like to all of my children yeah. or to people that I love. Like you, I feel like I want to control it so bad, but you got it right. Like, I, Oh, more yeah. than we 
ever knew, you know, and like Haley said, I just stand in awe of it. Sometimes I've been yeah. very, very humbled, like, okay, I've got to steer, you know, my gay son's life so yeah. that he, da, 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 da. like it's all no, my responsibility. I've got to step out of the way now and just watch him do his thing. You know, I know Haley's daughter. Um, she's spent, a, she grew up in my house a, a lot, you know, like she's, she's going to change the world. There's no doubt in my mind. She already, she's amazing. And I feel the same way about my son. I mean, he, I mean, I'm really going to cry. He came to our family as the oldest for such a divine purpose. He was able to, the way that he's able to calm and be a, uh, the, the big brother, um, to the rest of my children who, um, have recently lost their father. And he is the only one that got a full childhood of 18 years with, without the cloud of uh, terminal illness or the death of his father hanging over him. He carries all the memories. He looks just like his dad. He took a year off of college to help me physically care for his father to, you know, bathe him and dress him and feed him um, during COVID when especially we, we couldn't have any other aides come in. I mean, the Christ-like love and service that came from my son, Miles, is anyone who knows him. I mean, it is, it was humbling for me and Christopher to sort of step back and say, whew, this is our son. This is the son that was, you know, sent to us. Woo, what a privilege. Um, just one of the biggest blessings of my entire life. So, um, I mean, everyone should be so lucky. Uh, and sometimes as moms, we've got to get out of the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? We have to get out of the way of magic. What can I do to help you? What can I do to help you on your path? Because, but like Lisa and Haley, like, I hope other moms who are listening to this will be like, okay, it's okay for me to like, like love on my gay child in public, tell the ward how amazing oh, it is. You know, like, yeah. Tell everybody, right? Like that's the dynamic we're trying to change and help these moms uh, on us. Because we know like when we- when So lucky. Yeah. It's like kind of how Haley and I feel. Wouldn't you say Haley? Oh, like you're yeah. so lucky to have the kind of kids we have. Oh, so lucky. I know that's, you know, I don't mean it like, but I mean it like. I know. I mean, we are, yeah. I mean, we are a little biased, but. <laughs> Let's talk about my kids. I mean, you'll never shut me up. We'll be here for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> but who better to be biased than their own moms, right? And I love it. Yes. That's the yeah. call of giving. So one of the things that I think we could tackle in this story, this movie or episodes are the stereotypes. Like you said, Haley, it's the story. Like these are really good kids who are doing their best. They're just faithful. They're just connected to the savior. And we have this idea that they aren't like this kind of weird, like stereotype of some totally other thing. So how do you tackle? I think like any stereotype, and I think that it's ironic that we're talking about this within the LDS culture because there's so many stereotypes about us and right. who we, right? So you combined that 
And, and I really believe strongly that it's by sharing all the different stories. You know, the more you hear about the variety of people and the variety of stories, the more your mind is expanded and it's sort of diluted. I think that because we haven't heard enough stories or seen enough representation that we have one or two ideas in our mind just because yeah. of just because we don't know. And if you, and if you're not lucky enough to, to have the association with that kind of community there, you know, what we fear, what we don't know, you know? And so we see more and we, and it just becomes, we see it for what it is, which is just everywhere. And, and just kind of ordinary in a way, in the best ways. Very ordinary. I love right. it. And so I think it was like so important when the general, you know, Relief Society presidency, when they had, was it women conference and they introduced At BYU. Their friend. Yeah. They introduced their friend who was queer and was in a relief serving in a relief society presidency. Oh, she's a young women's president. Oh, young women's president. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I think that's so helpful because then, um, you know, people watching that, can it, it just becomes like oh these are the people in our ward and and they're serving and and you know or even if they're not in our ward even if they've yeah. chosen to leave they're still serving they're still wonderful people doing Christ-like acts yeah. around the world and so let's you know just get rid of these old stereotypes that just are not true exactly and I think I mean I think that you could have a lot of fun with that right reality versus the like who we love and how much we love like that 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 could be a fun storyline totally and you know I watch your show I watch your movies and the stereotypes like you can go on forever with LDS stereotypes right (laughs) they are entertaining tropes and listen we all got some some stuff in us and y'all got crazy (laughs) we all yeah just y'all got a little crazy style of it the different style, different flavors. I love it. So how do you think our show's going to, how do you think it's going to read? How do you think people will um, receive it? Well, it's going to be continued uh, Mm -hmm. for a couple of seasons, for sure, to lots of acclaim and accolades and awards. We're not going to let it go to our heads though. We're going to stay true to our fans. I think that's a good, and, and, you know, of course it will have to be translated into many, many different languages. Obviously, right. Well, and, because... and people are just going to fall in love with these characters, and they're yeah. just going to feel like they're their real friends, and like they know them in real life, like I do when I watch my shows, and I feel like they're my friends. And then the show, and then the show ends, and I'm like, I miss my friends. What are my friends doing? Oh wait, they they're characters. They don't exist. They don't. They are. It'll real. be like that. They'll be like, these are my yeah. real friends, and they're going to care about what they go on and what you know what they do, and mm-hmm. and so you know we're really gonna make people fall in love with this family and these characters, which is mm. the ultimate goal. Totally. Absolutely. And they're, they're going to be strong characters because oh. anytime you, anytime you have to withstand um, some tricky wins, some hard wins, you're going to be stronger. And they didn't want to be strong in the beginning, but by the end they were Yeah, not because they wanted to, but because they had to. Yeah. Which yeah. is sort of the whole purpose we're here. I, like I say, we didn't come down here for a birthday party. We came down here to get strong. Oh, that's well said. (laughs) Who doesn't love the birthday party? I want more birthday parties, but I would like some more birth. I need more cake. Uh, (laughs) Right. Let's end it with watching snacks and watching TV together. Come on. Exactly. 
And um, I always wanted to do this. Every episode comes with a snack guide about what you should eat or drink ooh. during the episode. No, listen, this is breaking and I want to introduce it here. Okay, and here we go. So that like the different scenes that the characters are eating things or whatever, you can smell it because you would have prepared your snacks and your treats and your drinks ahead of time. Okay, what's this? What's the soundtrack of our <laughs> of our stories? Well, I'm sure Imagine Dragons are going to want to get in. <laughs> I don't think we can get Maroon Five, but no, we can try. We, we have, can try. We have a connection. <laughs> oh, they're going to love the characters. They're going to want to add it. Yeah, they will. They'll want in. Then yeah. people will will have to turn away. People are going to do it for the art so that we stay true to the storyline. Exactly. Well, we've got to get David Archuleta. Yes. Maybe just have him just sort of hum throughout the whole, you know, every, just got that golden voice. I know. Doesn't he? Oh, so dreamy. So good. All right. I want to, I want to see it. Let's, let's produce it. And I feel like people will respond to the show positively if they have been practicing what we are supposed to do in our ward families, Ooh. which is why are we put into ward families? Well, it's just easier to like reach out to everyone. But I also think it's because we have, we are given this great gift to love people that we would not normally choose to love. Yeah. Isn't that true? Um, right? well true. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so many opportunities to do it. So yes many. Yes. And in my, in gospel doctrine, like a month or so ago, we were having the lesson. We're talking about like confounding your enemies. Like, what does that mean? And we're just talking about, Mm. I was thinking about how it's not like confounding them with like your knowledge and how awesome you are and how much you know about the scriptures or whatever. But it's like, I think it's actually like stunning them because like you are loving them so much like you're you know like like anyone who or just I don't know I just I love the idea of teaching people how to love (laughs) like just set the tone like you just anyone that you think would be your enemy or you know just love them at a 10 as a good friend of mine always says yes and so I just I just love the idea of love every situation in your life, love every person, every person in your ward, even if they drive you crazy, love them out of 10, and then you actually will love them more. And I think that's what we're teaching, right? Just yes. I want that as my part of my brand, loving out of 10. That is loving out of 10. Is that you? Walks the walk. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Not always. (laughs) Oh, so good. All right, Allison, should we ask them our favorite question? Yes. Are you ready? I'm we didn't ready. even give you a heads up on this one. No, okay. it's so exciting. Oh, we no. know about something called improv. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to see, I want to see your best improv. What does it mean to you to lift and love? Haley, do you want to start? You want to go? Sure, sure. Oh man. Lifting and loving. That is like the most beautiful concept because. I mean, we all feel, you know, we all feel, we all have really hard days and really hard times. And, but the fact of the matter is that the reason we are put here on this earth is to be like Christ's hands and Heavenly Father's hands and to do their work. And so we, 
it is our responsibility to just anyone within our spheres of influence, first of all, to, to serve them and to lift them and to try and help them. And, and when we're not feeling down, I mean, the gift that we get it, or when we are feeling down, the gift is that other people do that for us, which it's just such a beautiful um, setup. And then once you see people, once you mourn with them, once you see them in their vulnerable state, you just can't help. I mean, you have a bond that can't be broken. You will love them forever. And it's, I don't know, it's just a beautiful, powerful way to live your life. And so I think it's a beautiful idea for lift and love. I love it. I love it. It's exactly what the eternities have got to be like, right? Mm. So good. Okay, Lisa. I think the way that I see lift and love is different now that I've lost um, my husband. Uh, so I have learned from other people that to lift and love means to really nurture someone and you remind them, you do that by reminding them of who they are and, um, what their purpose is, why we're here. And I really, you know, I know I keep talking about covenants, but I think that's because I I see my covenants now in such a different way than I did a year ago. Um, and I felt such a strength and a peace. And no matter what we believe and no matter where you are, everyone is on the covenant path by just being born. They we all we are all on no one leaves the covenant path. You know, you may pretend like you're not on it, but everyone's on the covenant path and when we lift and love other people, we are, are, are nurturing them, testifying of Christ, reminding them how loved and how wonderful and, and, and precious that, that they are. And that is what lifts our hearts and our spirits and reminds us of the love that is constantly around us at all times because of Christ. Wow. Both. So good. Perfect. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Something like that. It's so perfect. So good. I love that you never leave. <laughs> no, Thank you're true, but you're not. That's the whole trick. It's leave home, you know. And I'm like, you can't escape a mother's love. No. You can. You can try, and it's like being Haley's friend. You could try to not be her friend, and she will always be loyal to you. That's <laughs> like our heavenly Father. You think you can leave His watchful gaze? Yeah, not likely. Oh, so good. It's so yeah. true. I it's love so this. frightening when you, when you say it like that. Uh, <laughs> I know, but no, in the best way, in, in the, the best, best way. I mean, yeah. my motherly love might be a little bit on the frightening side, but I don't, <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate that. No, everybody needs that. Nobody really wants it so much, but you always need yeah. that love. And yeah. you're going to want it or not. Right. <laughs> And if mothers love that much, can you imagine like an earthly, I mean, a heavenly being loving us? Like how much more powerful, right? Yes. I like kind it. of like loving at a thousand, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. We don't need to earn it. We have it. I so, love the idea of that path that you just, mm-hmm. no matter where you're moving, you're still on the path. It's such a good visual for all of us to really help to treat each other that right way. Mm-hmm. Love, you're born, you're stuck on that path. Welcome. Oh, so good. Oh, well, thank you, Lisa and Haley. This has been such a delight. My mouth hurts from laughing so hard because 
Oh, so it's job well done. Thank Here's you. the problem. Can't wait till our premiere comes out. I know. We, we wear cute floral shirts at your last premiere. Shorts. Thank oh. you. Yeah. That was, well, they Thank did. You. I almost did an influencer like, where are the shorts from? Yeah. Like, and I might have even said that. How do people get your latest movie, um, Once I Was Engaged? How do they find that? If you go to Once I Was Engaged, our um, Instagram page, there's a link to how you can download or to stream it, or it's in some theaters. To- I think that the streaming ended yesterday. I'm not sure. Right? Not, yeah, September 15th. That's right. Yeah. I'm not sure it, if we're extending it, we might be, but it is still in theaters, uh, select theaters. And then um, Deseret Book. Um, did come out in their last thing and said, you can pre-order it on DVD or Blu-ray starting October 7th, I think. Um, I am at, at some point, it will be available on some streaming platform. I was going to say, I don't know that we have CBD or Blu-ray. I know, that's what I said. I said, I don't even have a CD player. Like, do people watch Netflix like uh, Once I was engaged on Instagram, it will have all the latest, um, you know, information there. And it's a fun page too. Well, yeah. it was a fun show. I loved it. I loved it. We both did an excellent job. Thank you. It, yeah. so it's much. not going to be as amazing as the next one, though. I mean, <laughs> I know, yeah. right? I mean, we one. already wrote it. You guys have like <laughs> writing. Somebody write down the outline. Did somebody take notes? <laughs> well, I, well, we want our listeners to like have an uproar so this really gets Got pretty it. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Write it. <laughs> All, All right. Moms. Thanks for being with us. You guys today. are great. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five star rating. For more tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and Love Org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at jennyhuntercoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.